This is a podcast from Rover. Greetings, everybody. In a moment, we're going to be catching up with Rosemary Costa about the green crosses that have been popping up on roadside fences around rural parts of the country. We'll find out what that's all about. Then we're going to be talking chickens and eggs. Amanda Gill from North Canterbury Chicken Rescue to join the programme a little bit later on. That's all to come between now and 12.30. But first, a silent protest is underway with green crosses popping up on roadside fences across rural parts of the country. The Your Food Producer group started the campaign to push back against farming regulations. Group spokesperson and farmer Rosemary Costa joins us now to tell us all about it. Rosemary, great to have you on the show. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. No worries. Now, you were just telling me off here you're based just uh, south of uh, of Pukekohe? Yeah, southwest of Pukekohe in a, in a rural community called Onifero. So what's prompted the green crosses, Rosemary? So... It all started with a conversation in our uh, Federated Farmers meeting last year over the raft of new regulations that, are, that were coming fairly thick and fast. Um, and, and some of them have been seriously flawed and do nothing more than actually just add to the cost of producing food. So one of our members, Bruce Cameron, had been in Germany with his wife visiting his son and daughter and the, the campaign was actually run in Germany in 2019 with the German farmers protesting around um, new agricultural legislation. We just, it just really appeared, appealed to us because it's a peaceful and silent protest and we want, to make, we want it to be a positive protest. Do you know the origin in the, in the German example of uh, A, the cross, and B, the green colour? I suspect green is to do so, has something to do with uh, agriculture, but uh, yes. the, the, the cross part of it, is that sort of the, the death of farming or something, is it? Yeah, the demise of agriculture. Right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, interesting. And you just thought that that is a, um, an effective way maybe of being able to, uh, to voice some concerns about uh, the raft of legislation, as you say, that's uh, been coming down the pipeline from, uh, from Wellington. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, um, I, I think it's important to remember that the cross can symbolise hope as well and, and many other things. Um, the regulation has been, been coming thick and fast and it, it is a harmless way of having our say. Yes, you're right. It's not affecting anybody, is it? How many um, farmers are taking up the campaign? Have you got a handle on it? or? <laughs> no, no, but it's really funny. We had some reports last week of green crosses appearing in Ashburton yeah. and Ruawai in the north. So... Um, Around me, there's a there's a lot around the um, North Waikato and and Waikato area, um, but yeah, they are they are spreading amongst the country, which is one of our hopes. Yes, I was going to ask you about what you're actually hoping to achieve here. Yeah, so what we want to do is just raise awareness that the implications that some regulation has on food production and the cost of food. Mm. And I guess, um, you know, we have a website which is in its, in its um, starting position at the moment, but we want to share information about what's actually involved in food production and the challenges that food producers face. Like for example, as a dairy farmer, we've loved the rain over December and January mm. and our grass is growing unusually well for this time of the year. 
But on the other hand, you've got the market gardeners and the agricultural uh, contractors who are pulling their hair out, trying to harvest crops of vegetables or silage on the odd fine day. You know, and so when someone goes to the supermarket and there's no onions, that may help them understand why. Yeah, I think you're right. Look, food production and knowledge of it, where food comes from, it is something that's, um, that's been lost, isn't it, really, the knowledge of that? Yeah, I think so. And if you look at the pork industry, which, which I'm not involved in, um, but it, it really showcases the issue. So we produce fantastic pork in New Zealand with really high animal welfare standards. Yet our pork producers are expected to compete with a wave of cheap imported pork from countries that are using practices that are illegal here in New Zealand. So it's really not a level playing field. It's not an easy game either, is it, as you've outlined food production. It's, it's, it's beset with all sorts of challenges. There's never really an easy moment. Um, no, but there's lots of us who love it and, and do it and enjoy it. But, you know, what we're hoping with our campaign is just to get more regulations that um, achieve the desired outcome. So if there's to be an environmental benefit or an animal welfare benefit, make sure that that is achieved. Don't just regulate to add cost onto the price of food because no one wins from that. Yeah, that's right. And people, uh, it's a message that would resonate with um, you know, with every New Zealander, really. And uh, I, yeah. I, I think it will get some... Uh, it'll get some traction due to that. Now, we've covered regulations um, from the government and various other bodies uh, quite a bit in the last wee while. Um, those yeah. issues are well known. But I want to know about the regulations and the impact that it will have on your operation personally. How do you see yeah. it and what are some of the, the key things that you think are completely unworkable? Yeah, so um, probably a really good example of that is the Water Services Act. Um, and it is a complicated set of regulations, um, but part of it basically restricts what activities can take place around areas where drinking water is taken, like wells or bores or mm. streams. So on the face of it, that sounds like a really good idea. But then you read a bit more into it, and then I understand that if my neighbour has a bore that he gets drinking water from, and I'm within two and a half kilometres of his bore, then me and everyone else within that radius needs to get a pretty costly resource consent to put our fertiliser on and to spray chemicals on our own property. Mm. So, um, you know, we're hearing quotes of these consents costing in excess of $10,000. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and but the reality of it is my electric fence is shorting on the overcrown vegetation by the waterway and I want to ensure that I keep my livestock from escaping. I need to spray it. Mm. Um, and I just, I honestly can't imagine how many properties have waterways running through them and will be required to get a consent to do any, anything within 100 metres of their stream bank. Yes, there's the reality of the situation uh, and then there's the theory proposed behind closed doors and the corridors of power, right? Absolutely. And I guess the first thing regulation should address is a problem. And if there's not a problem, I would have to question, is there a need for regulation? Mm. 
It's a good point. Very good point, yeah. Rosemary. And, um, you know, the other thing is as well, at times... It seems to me, well, there's sort of two parts to it, really. I look at it and go, well, OK, there's there's obviously some some reasonable intentions on behalf of the people that, uh, that come up with this stuff. I don't think it's nefarious yeah. to the core. But on the other hand, it does feel sometimes like a bit of a money grab because all these things... Uh, have a dollar value around them, and you've just mentioned one there. But I mean, you could yeah. you could name a myriad of things where there's just nothing more than cost just going up and up and up and up. And look where it trickles down to, as you said at the start there. It uh, it hits the end consumer, um, yeah. you know, in the in the in the markets, doesn't it? Really, it it does, but it also hits the New Zealand economy. Mm. So Hiwaka um, Ekanoa through that process, the government modelling is showing a 20% production decline of red meat and a 5% reduction of dairy. Mm. So what I struggle with is the fact that Ag Research has completed two studies showing New Zealand has the lowest carbon footprint in the world for both red meat and dairy. Why would we cut our own production for another company, oh, sorry, country with a higher far carbon footprint to pick up that production. You know, the, the world population is continually growing. We need to feed people. And the government's own modelling shows that um, this New Zealand reduction will increase global agricultural emissions. It just makes no sense. Yeah, and uh, I think that is a key point that a lot of people have, uh, you know, really gone, well, hey, enough's enough here. We need to do something. You're doing the green crosses. Are you just encouraging more people to do it or are you just leaving it that you're doing it and people can follow if they want or is there any message around it? How how does that bit work? Yeah, so no, we, we started off with 12 sites that we did and then the ball has just rolled from, rolled from there mm. and um, many, many people are putting up green crosses. You know, I think for me, um, New Zealand food producers at, at times over the last few years have been sort of shown as villains almost, mm. and I, I hate to say that, but, you know, you see criticism of the dairy sector and then on, on TV, and then there's footage of a Hereford cow in the waterway. It, it, it still happens. Um, so our hope is also that the Green Cross campaign will show New Zealand food producers that there absolutely is support for them. I think you're right. Um, and listen, I really do appreciate your uh, your time. Um, are you part of the Your Food Producers group? Is that the... I am. So yeah. The group consists of um, some of us are Federated Farmers members yep. and, and some are members of the Primary Land Users group. Right. Some, some of us are just farmers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I that's what I thought. Just, no, no, but I see you're not affiliated necessarily, and yeah, this, some are just not affiliated, but uh, have thought that this is a, a good thing to get behind. Well, listen, um, Rosemary Costa, I really do appreciate your time and you, your thoughts uh, and your explanation around the Green Crosses. It'll be interesting to see how many more pop up around yeah. the country, but uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Up next, we look at backyard chooks.